RadioInfluence.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. This is your host, Tracy. I hope you guys have been having an amazing week. I know I sure have. I've been a little bit busier than normal. And truth be told, I am ready for a weekend filled with nothing to do but eat and sleep. Um, I've actually been really, really working a lot lately. Like 12-hour days is kind of the minimum for me right now. It's been anywhere from 12 to 16 And I'm just, I'm getting really tired, but that's okay. Um, That's why I love to take time to go out and explore some new places and eat some good food. But anyway, I wanted to kind of do something a little bit different this week for this episode because I get a lot of people that reach out to me on Instagram and through email, and they have just really interesting questions that they want me to answer. And I do like to share some of these questions and answers on my Instagram stories, but I figured, well, why not? Let me go ahead and just do a podcast about it because there have been so many. And actually someone reached out to me and said, I would love if you just did a podcast and talked more about kind of your personal life and where you came from and how you got to be so involved in the whole food world. And I thought, okay, well, you know what? Your wish is my command, so let's make that happen. All right, so question number one, which is actually funny because I was just reading an article on this today. What is your favorite brand of frozen pizza? (laughs) I had to laugh because it really was funny. I actually saw an article about it today. And out of all the pizzas that the article was featuring, number one was Tombstone, which is something I have to say, I don't think I've had that in quite some time. So when it comes to frozen pizza, I have different ones that I go to for different reasons. And one of my all-time favorites is the Fraschetta brick oven cheese pizza. I like to take that and just kind of doctor it up. I like to add fresh basil, maybe some pepperoni, some fresh herbs, whatever I have on hand in my kitchen. But for me, in my opinion, that is my number one favorite frozen pizza. I always keep at least one or two in my freezer just to have on hand when those pizza cravings strike late at night when you're hungry. (laughs) And I just, I have to say, I think their brand has always, always really just been a big favorite of mine. Now, when it comes to trying to be on the healthier side, there is a brand called Primo Thin. I like to get those sometimes. They have a wonderful thin crust pizza. I'm not really picky when it comes to pizza toppings. I'm more of... um, My favorite of all time is just a simple margarita or a cheese pizza where I can add basil to it. However, pepperoni is always a big favorite of mine. And, you know, Supreme is what my kids love, so I definitely don't discriminate against that. But my least favorite, and I know people are going to get mad at me for this, but anything crazy like buffalo chicken or barbecue chicken. And I have to say this. So growing up in California... Now, this is going to shock some of you, but I'm sure you're all familiar with California Pizza Kitchen. I have never been to one, honestly, and I would like to try it because I have never dined at one of their establishments. And I get people all the time asking me, is pizza from California just like California Pizza Kitchen? Well, California definitely has, just like every region of the country, they have their own spin on, on pizza. And the one thing that I did love about pizza in California is that Well, first of all, the climate in California is very similar to that of Italy. There were so many places, especially in San Francisco, where I could go and really get that authentic Neapolitan style pizza that I love. 
Again, I'm a very basic girl. A pizza margarita is probably my number one favorite. I just like to taste the sauce and the cheese and just a little bit of basil. That's all I need with a nice glass of wine and I'm good. But California, just like everywhere else, does some very innovative things. I've had pizza with asparagus and artichokes and all kinds of things. I will try anything once. And I mean, how bad can something be with bread and cheese and different toppings? Even if it is a barbecue chicken pizza, I'll eat it. But again, my favorites are just kind of the basics. And sadly, this was before Instagram. I was very blessed to visit Italy twice. And the first time I went, I went there for almost an entire month. It was December of 1999. And I was just overwhelmed. It was just a sensory overload. Um, I flew to Rome with my aunt and my cousin, and we stayed in Rome, but my cousin and I, we took a few little side trips. We ventured to Venice, we went to Napoli, we went all around these little towns, and I just remember going to a place in Napoli, and it was actually inside of a cave. And we went in there, and I was just... I was like starstruck. I couldn't even, I was so excited to be in the birthplace of pizza. And again, I really wish I had a better camera at the time so I could have taken pictures of everything. But I had this pizza that was very, very simple. It was a white pizza. It had prosciutto, basil, and corn. And to this day, it has to be one of the best pizzas I've ever had in my life. And of course, you know, I eat pizza everywhere throughout the country and it doesn't really get much better than that. But anyway, so again, going back to frozen pizzas, um, I, I've got a few favorites that I stick to. Now, Real Good Foods has a keto version of a pizza, which is a chicken breast base topped with cheese. You can add pepperoni. They do have a supreme version. Small little pizza, they are kind of pricey, but if I'm trying to be good and watch the carbs, I like to get those. I also love, and you guys, you trust me on this one, you absolutely have to try these pizzas, but the Screamin' Sicilian. I'll never forget, I was at the store one day and they were having a crazy sale on them, so I bought a bunch, and my kids, I think that's probably their number one favorite. They always were a big fan of the DiGiorno, they love the Rising Crust, I'm always down for that as well, but Screamin' Sicilian is right there. They've got a great selection and a great variety. And another question I get quite often is, how do I feel about pineapple on a pizza? Okay, that's a fair question. Um, when I was younger, and I'm talking like in the 80s, <laughs> Domino's pizza was very big. And we used to order pizza all the time back home on Friday nights for baseball games and whatnot. And we would usually order three or four different types of pizza from Domino's, because back then that was the place to order from. And we always were feeding half the neighborhood. And so of course we would always have a ham and pineapple in the mix. I always wanted pepperoni with jalapeno, but ham and pineapple, it just depends on my mood. You know, it's not my favorite, but I will eat it. But if you like it, you like it. And there's no reason to, you know, argue about it. I, I get kind of, I laugh at people that are so against it because at the end of the day, it's all food. We have our own tastes, who cares? Just let it go. But again, so getting back to your question, my very favorite frozen pizza is Fraschetta, the brick oven. It's a square shape and I just, I, I'm obsessed with it. I love it. I really wish Fraschetta would reach out to me because I would love to work with them. So if you know anybody from Fraschetta, please let me know. 
All right, question number two. When did you move to Tampa Bay from California and how do you like it here? Well, this is a this is a good question. Um, it was actually May of 2003. So I've been here, I mean, I've lost track at this point. When I first got here, I have to say, I did kind of go through a little bit of a culture shock. I think just the weather was the biggest issue for me. I wasn't used to the heat and the humidity and I moved here in May of 2003. And I just remember driving into Tampa at five o'clock in the morning and it was so hot outside. And, you know, California is very different. Um, It is, in my opinion, it is my favorite weather in all the places I've ever been to because you get those warm days, but at night everything cools down. You get that nice breeze off the Pacific Ocean. It's just very hard to, you know, to compare to. Now, the heat and humidity in Tampa is one thing that I still struggle with. I'm not going to lie. I've gotten used to it and I like to run a lot and I'm actually forcing myself to run a lot when the temperatures are extra hot because I feel that it kind of builds up a tolerance and the more I do it, the more used to it I get. But yes, so I moved here um, in 2003 and, you know, I'm very vocal about it. When I first moved to Tampa, I didn't like it. I just, you know, you, you leave your home of 28 years and you come to a different place. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any family. And it took me some time to get adjusted. And it, actually moving to Tampa and being homesick for quite some time is what led me to get into, you know, the entire world of blogging and social media because I decided one day after being here for seven years, it's time to fall in love with Florida. And I think I've mentioned this before. I started a website called My Other City by the Bay, and I would go and find places in Tampa that reminded me of my favorite places back home. And everything that I did was just from the heart and so authentic. And I think just by doing that is what really, really helped me to fall in love with Florida. I don't think I could ever leave here now. I I consider Tampa my home. My heart will always be in San Francisco. It's one of my favorite cities, but let's be real here. The cost of living out there is just astronomical. And I have two kids here now. And I mean, this is where we are rooted and this is where we're going to stay. And, you know, it's nice to visit California, but um, I know things have changed out there for, you know, for quite some time. And I just don't think I could ever move back unless I were to win the lottery. But I don't think I could leave Tampa either. So there you go. But yes, Tampa, I now consider my home and... I really love everybody out here. I love all the people and the connections that I've made and I couldn't be happier to live here in Tampa Bay. So there you go. Well, the next question is, how did you get started as an influencer? Well, just like I mentioned before, moving to Tampa, you know, just by being homesick, it was um, May of 2010 is when I started my first blog or website called My Other City by the Bay. I was working at a CPA firm at the time and we had just kind of wrapped up tax season and I decided to go ahead and begin this journey. And, you know, it was crazy because back in those days, there were not as many influencers as there are today. Instagram had just started, but not many people were using that platform. Everything was all about blogging and writing. And that is one of my biggest passions. If I could have a dream job, it would be to just be a full-time writer. So I was going out to different places, taking pictures, photographing everything. And within about three months, I started getting invites to places like Fleming Steakhouse. And it was just, it was crazy. And I was like, wow, I think I just tapped into something that I truly love. And that's how it really started for me. But it wasn't until 
2017 that I came up with the concept of forking around town. I was working at a job and I wasn't really happy. And I sat down one day and I said to myself, what do you love? What do you want to do? And I wanted to start an Instagram account that was 100% focused on food, which is my passion. And that was just how it started. And it was crazy because it took off faster than I could have ever imagined. And I think within the first two months, I was over 2000 followers, which is good for the, you know, for back in those days. Um, now it is much more difficult because I feel that we are just saturated with influencers. And while sometimes I get frustrated because as you know, I lost my account forking around town. I was at just under 18,000 followers. It was my blood, sweat and tears for almost four years. And to have it all taken away is still something I struggle with. And, you know, I've obviously started over with Tracy Forks around town and it's not like it used to be. You have to work 20 times as hard to get your content noticed and get out there. And, you know, nowadays I am much more busy with work and kids and other things. I don't have the time that I used to to really spend with photography and doing video. And it is something I'm trying to get back into, but I'm only at 1900 followers and I started this account in April. So, you know, it's tough. But again, um, that's how I got started. And my biggest tip to anyone who wants to start any sort of Instagram or influencer account, whether it's TikTok, Snapchat, whatever you want to do, just find something, just one thing that you are really passionate about and stick to it. When I first started with Instagram, which I still have my old account, which is just my name, I was taking pictures of my daughter, my dog, it didn't matter, just any random thing. There wasn't any rhyme or reason to what I was doing. And I learned over the years, especially you know, meeting so many other influencers from all around the country and attending conferences. And I felt that I had that foundation in place when I started forking around town. And, you know, again, that was four years ago. So now it's it's definitely a challenge because there are so many influencers. But just be authentic to yourself, focus on what you love and just really stick to one thing because when you start to kind of branch out, I think that's where you kind of lose your audience. And also just be you. People like to hear real stories. You know, if you're having a bad day, it's okay to talk about it. Not necessarily in your feed, but in your different stories. I do it all the time. People always kind of know what's going on in my life by my stories. And that's why I do it because they're only up there for, you know, for 24 hours. All right. So my next question is, do you eat everything that you post? Yes, I do. Now, one thing I will say right now about my current account, which is Tracy Forks Around Town, I am using some photos from the past from my old account. Now, I'm not going to post anything from a restaurant that isn't open anymore. But for example, today I posted some oysters from Eddie V's in Tampa. That was probably from a year and a half ago. I've had to do that because I have such a catalog of, you know, photography from over the last four years of food that I've enjoyed. And a lot of these places they're still going strong and they still offer those dishes. But I am very careful. I'm not going to post anything now that is no longer available for you to go and try. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, I, I do. I do eat most everything I post. Now it depends if I'm at an event or with friends, 
I love to have the option of ordering different things where we can all share. So if I post a big plate of oysters, I'm not eating every oyster, but I'm gonna have a couple of them. And that's one thing I recommend to influencers. Just get a group of friends and go to a new restaurant and just everybody order something different, take your pictures, and then just share with each other. It's one of the best ways to have a good night bonding with friends and also getting to support a restaurant and trying different things. It's really the best thing that you can do. And that's my favorite thing to do on the weekends is to call up a bunch of friends and go out and eat, drink, and be merry. All right, this next question makes me laugh. It says, how do you stay on the slim side with everything that you appear to be eating and drinking? Okay, that's that's funny. Now, I recently lost about 15 pounds. I went through a little bit of a phase when I lost my Instagram account, which happened in April. I was so devastated. I was eating and drinking everything. I was in a, in a depression for several months. And it was kind of in the middle of July. I said, you know what? enough is enough. You got to just pick yourself up and move on and let it go. So I really kind of refocused my energy on working out. Running is my passion. I did take a small break from it, but I'm back at it. And that really helped me. So I just gave up alcohol and sugar. I was eating really clean and I went like three and a half weeks and I lost about 12 pounds. And I'm I'm kind of at that phase where I'm maintaining it, but I'm still going out and treating myself. So I try to kind of do the 80-20 rule where 80% of the week, I am all about healthy foods and you know eating clean, but that other 20%, I'm gonna have pizza, I'm gonna have dessert, I'm gonna have wine or a cocktail because I feel that it's important to really have balance. You just have to make sure that the good outweighs the bad. And so far, it's been great. I haven't gained back any of the weight I've lost. I think last night I had some fried chicken from Publix with mashed potatoes and sweet tea. It was glorious. And this weekend, I'll definitely probably be treating myself to some pasta. Pasta is one of those things, aside from pizza, that I just, I have to have it every so often, otherwise I'll go crazy. It's just, it's, it's the Italian in me. I just can't get enough. All right, so this next question is, how often do you eat out? Good question. I eat out more often than most people do. Um, recently, I, and I mean the last month, I've really cut back a little bit just because I've been kind of shifting my focus a little bit. But when I first started forking around town, I was eating out five days a week. Whether it was just going to a new bakery or a wine bar, it didn't matter. I was all about going out there and just visiting all the new spots in Tampa. So now what I'm trying to do is be really good during the week and then maybe take a Sunday and hit up five or six different places and then that is definitely my cheat day. I still try to get a workout in on my cheat day because I think it's really important. And I'm at that point where if I miss working out, I just, I get angry and upset and I don't feel right. So if I have to get up extra early or else take a run late at night, I managed to get that in and it's been, it's been really beneficial and it's, it's helped a lot. And this weekend, I'm really excited to try the new Cruise Cellars, which opened over at the West Shore Marina. I've seen so many beautiful pictures from everyone who's been there, so I can't wait. Cruise Cellars has always been one of my favorites. When they first opened back, I think it was 2010, at their location on McDillon, South Tampa, I was just blown away by everything they were doing. They definitely reminded me of some place in San Francisco that I really love. And I took actually a couple of wine classes there and I learned so much. And so they'll always have a very special place in my heart. So 
it's been it's been too long for me to have not gone to have uh, tried them out at their new spot, but I'm going to make that happen this weekend. Okay, next question is, what is one food you can't live without? Well, I think that's pretty easy because I wear my heart on my sleeve, which is pizza. Um, I do have a pizza tattoo and a heart one right next to it. So it's kind of, it's meant to be like that. Pizza, definitely. And there are at least four or five new pizza spots in South Tampa where I live that I have not yet been to. So I need to also make that happen. I have to kind of really plan my schedule and get everything lined up. There are actually a couple of spots next week that I'll be going to in St. Pete as well that I was invited to. So I can't wait to share those with you guys. All right, last question. What do you most look for in a restaurant? Um, you know, that's, that's an interesting question, I have to say. You know, number one, I've worked in hospitality almost all my life. So the biggest thing for me is to feel welcome somewhere. I'll go back to the same place. They might may not have the best food, but if I have, you know, servers that I love or that I have kind of formed a friendship with, then I'm going to keep going back because it's usually for me, it's all about how I feel when I'm there. When I'm going out, I want to kind of get away from my stress and anything else and have a distraction. So that's one thing I look for. But I also look for consistency in the food. I don't care if it's a, a food truck or a high-end restaurant. If I have a dish that I love and it's always going to be exactly what I'm craving and always be consistent, then that's a big, big plus for me. But anyways, I have so many questions to answer. So I'm going to do a part two of this in a couple of weeks because it's just a lot. But I want to just really, again, thank you guys for always listening. And anytime you have a question, you can always email me, Tracy at ForkingAroundTown.com. And don't forget, a new episode comes out every Friday on RadioInfluence.com or wherever else you like to go for your favorite podcasts. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. And don't forget to eat something extra delicious.